0: Got the click track, it, click back, click track. Welcome even, to the Pod Charles Cat. presented
1: by the Prince Charles Cinema.
0: My name is Jonathan Foster, and with me every week is my co host and cohort and colleague
1: <laughs> Ariana Nantiputri. Sorry, Jonathan. I stole
0: that from the Attitude Era podcast. <laughs> um, I apologize for gimmick infringement, but I was just pretty excited because they followed us on yeah. Twitter. John is a stan, <laughs> uh, and they said they loved. The Prince Charles Cinema. Oh, Yeah.
1: Well, thanks.
0: So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Um, You should follow AE Podcast if mm-hmm. you like pro wrestling. I'm kicking it off. We were talking about Grand Theft Auto before yeah, I pressed were. play. And then I just threw Area Curveball. Yeah. All sorts of fun stuff going on today.
1: Yeah. I just said, um, oh, shit, here we go again. It's like my favorite meme in the last, like, three, four months.
0: Yeah, that's a good meme.
1: Carl from... Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. San Andreas
0: one of the, as we both best. agreed, it's one of the best yeah. ones. Um, underrated as well. Because I, I mean, it's you can best. basically just gorge yourself until you're like really fat. Completely. And then you can go work out at the gym. Yeah. And then get. And then ball- get get yeah. swole. I mean, and this is like <laughs> no cheat codes needed either. Yeah. You can literally exactly. just go into the fast food place, eat as much as you can until you throw up. Go and, to the and then gym. Just keep doing it over and over until you're really fat. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: No consequences.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How are you this week, Jonathan? <laughs> I'm really good. Uh, I was uh pretty happy with last week's feedback. Like, literally, this is the day after it was posted. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean that episode was kind of stressing me out a little bit when I was um trying to edit it. I post it and I'm like, whatever, just get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the feedback was amazing.
2: Thanks. Immediately,
0: y'all. almost. So yeah, thanks to everyone who's been uh tuning in you know tuning in every week and saying stuff and
1: we appreciate and your listenership.
0: yeah definitely um it makes it worth doing for sure yeah so thanks uh how about yourself what you been up to
1: what have i been up to um i've been good <laughs> i'm just like decompressing i think because it's been a stressful couple of weeks but um when we're recording this i'm just getting ready for underbelly tomorrow because i've got a lot of stuff to pick up and to get ready like all my filming equipment and things which will be fun i'm really excited get to see some really cool people do some really cool stand-up and hang out with my friends yeah sounds good (laughs) and um oh um i my grad show is in this the week this episode comes out so that's okay so my um the show that I wrote for my final project is gonna be the the poster's there. Um scripts are gonna be there too. I'm gonna to be there. It's gonna be at the London College of Communication. If you're about come and All say right. hi. It's open to the public from the twentieth to the twenty second.
0: Sick. I'm gonna have to That'd try to cool. catch that. Please check Come see Aries uh schoolwork.
1: Yeah. Schoolwork. Um, Thanks, dad. If
0: it's good enough, we'll put it on the fridge <laughs> later. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. Sorry I didn't that call you uh, my daughter today. What is wrong with me? Oh my god, this episode's going down the shitter.
1: Yeah. Jonathan <laughs> has not mentioned wrestling in the last what, 3 episodes?
0: Yeah. And then I mention it and then I've screwed up everything. Yep. So yeah. It's uh episodes this. have been better not mentioning wrestling. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> um How's it going with uh, Visa Watch? Ooh.
1: <laughs> After the guitar lick, I feel like we should record a bit where I cry yeah. and like play that. That's how Visa Watch is going. No, Visa Watch for me has been quite interesting because I've actually started to just sit down and hunt for jobs that will sponsor a Visa. Yeah. As well as looking into other options like marriage. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, it doesn't work. No, Trust it me. doesn't. <laughs> oh that was a little too close to the
0: mic no that wasn't a that wasn't, it wasn't a, dig. a dig at julia yeah at it wasn't a dig at my wife at all it's, i'm just saying that um number one work. if i bring up my visa issues mm-hmm. the number one thing people ask me is oh well you're married right like yeah just, that should just, keep like, you yeah yeah and i'm like no it doesn't work that way like uh yeah. it used to maybe yeah maybe i mean like, making thanks pre-9-11 fantasy world that we wow. used to live in um but yeah since everything got more real on immigration and stuff uh ah. yeah it's uh it's harder to do things like that
1: damn so, yeah. i mean i'm like 20 who's gonna believe that i'm to yeah. be married anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was too it's like a trope in uh sitcoms wasn't yeah. it in the, in the 90s like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh this person uh needs needs to stay here so how about just one of the characters just marry them yeah. they, they did, did it in friends they did will and grace mm-hmm. It did in all the shows, all the big shows. shows. Just marry someone that can stay in your country.
1: But also, isn't marriage just you know another capitalist institution?
0: (laughs) Maybe I don't know. I like being married. It's fine.
1: That's good for you, Jonathan. I'm just cynical. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's it is what it is. It's cool. It
1: is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: fine. I don't mind. You don't mind. (laughs) I don't mind. How's your
1: visa watch going?
0: Uh, I've. Opened up my book. I got Ooh, my book. I got Were my you book. studying? <laughs> first off, he yeah. got his book. <laughs> I got my book. Um, I opened it up and I immediately start laughing at the first page. And I don't think I've really read past the first paragraph. <laughs> but. Because they basically say in it that the United Kingdom is a country that prides itself on its stance in welcoming immigrants oh
1: wow that's really interesting and i was
0: just like well that's kind of funny yeah
1: then why are you making it so hard for me to stay here
0: <laughs> and also brexit <laughs> also brexit <laughs> so yeah i was like uh, yeah no, no no
1: it's it's about me and my immigration problems first and then the rest of Europe.
0: <laughs> yeah um so yeah i've not made it past that i did download an app that has Ooh. all the tests and stuff on and it. Was it
1: like flashcards and stuff
0: well, it's just like a practice test thing. Okay. And it's like 24 questions, this life in the UK test. And uh, it's a bit of a joke. Yeah. To be honest, I've passed it like most times I've taken one of the practice tests. So I'm okay. not really worried about it. Did but you ask it'll be all right.
1: me? Um, are you one of those people that, like, once it is an exam situation, you freak out or are you just fine? Because I eat exams for breakfast.
0: Um, man, how are exams? Are they good? you put milk with them <laughs> they're great sorry i toast oh. them i toast, <laughs> toast them exam. with
1: um cream cheese on top like a bagel
0: with a salmon smoked salmon yeah um i i don't remember ah, i haven't fair. had to take a test and fair, fair. good lord like i don't even remember so this will last... take you back then right yeah.
1: like getting your little stationery together yeah it's
0: been over 12 years since i've like taken some Whoa. test right hmm. so yeah i don't know I don't, I don't yeah. remember.
1: Well, good luck. Everybody wish John the best of luck for taking his life in the UK exam. <laughs> yeah, this um, has been yeah. Visa Watch.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of Visa Watch, it went over really well, um, which was the biggest shock of uh, yeah. <laughs> the episode last week that came out. Um, I guess that should take us into user feedback. feedback the listener feedback segment. First is first. Over on Twitter, there are no emails. Um, <laughs> yeah, why, aren't so, there why any isn't emails? anyone ever emailing us? Even if you you tweet us, just email us. Uh, email us at a podcast, podcast
1: at the french cinema dot com.
0: Yeah, I like getting those weird emails. Yeah. It breaks up my like uh, my day when mm. I get all these other emails. Mm. And it's nice to just see, like, something podcast-related yeah. popping in. I so. like
1: having physical proof that I professionally do this when you forward me a podcast email. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it yeah. just shows up in my inbox. Help us out. Email yeah. us
0: if you like us or you want to ask any, any questions. Any questions. Stupid questions, or not. Stupid you know, or not. Any we'll, we'll go through it.
1: snack suggestions or hot <laughs> takes on Grand Theft Auto are yeah. welcome.
0: Um, but, yeah, first first things first is area, at area on Twitter. They said, at P- at the PCC podcast, love all the cinema and film chat on the podcast. Is it just me, though, or does it detract a bit from the main topic that is surely the number one Visa podcast out there? Hashtag Visa Watch.
1: Hashtag Visa Watch, bitch.
0: So, yeah, Aria yes. actually started hashtag Visa Watch. I did start. <laughs> there was, there was n- no such thing, at least relating to this podcast until Aria tweeted that. So, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, yes, we are sorry that we talk about stupid films. Yeah. Um yeah boring dumb films getting in the way of, that everybody wants the best immigration podcast ever the
1: best immigration podcast to ever come out of an independent cinema
0: <laughs> it's probably the only immigration podcast i don't know that's probably not true yeah they're probably everyone plenty. and their brother has uh, a yeah, podcast and- now so yeah.
1: <laughs> that is true
0: we're just glad to uh be oversaturating the market now mm. um our pals at One Mic, One Voice, hello, uh, hello. they tweeted, Can we turn the visa process into a Jordan Peele-esque, socially aware horror film? Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, Arie's working yeah, on that. I'm writing and it as we
1: speak. It is a Blair Witch Project-style look at taking the Life in the UK example mm-hmm.
0: And as I replied to one, one Mic, One Voice, I said that it would come off a little bit more like uh, Jim Cummings' Thunder Road. Yeah. Should I take a stab <laughs> yeah. at uh, this visa struggle that i've been on for the last five six seven years will it but, end yeah. with
1: an instrumental version of skinny love by bon Iver? um as everything should
0: maybe <laughs> maybe it'll be another cool song though <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we'll figure it out we'll
1: figure it out once we make these
0: yeah essential uh, film film geddon said the visa hey, watch hey. is alive and kicking and we're offering to adopt both of you just Aww, saying
1: oh thank you
0: uh but then I'm, John
1: was saying earlier.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> thing because uh if Frank is the one who posted that, Frank is Frank is American. Mm-hmm, just and like Jonathan. He's he's on the same track with us, so uh solidarity. But perhaps,
1: perhaps Frank already has <laughs> a solid visa situation, yeah.
0: Jonathan. Yeah, he might. He might. And he might be able to take on dependents. So mm-hmm. we're willing to uh discuss I'm willing this to
1: further. renounce Jonathan's fatherhood to me. <laughs>
0: And also, just a call back to episode five, was it with Caroline? Yes. Um, Tom Bound or Bone? uh, I'm really sorry if I'm saying this name wrong. uh, At Bound, B-O-W-N. Uh so I just checked and Winter Brothers is streaming on Prime Video. I'll check it out very soon. Apologies if someone already brought this up, but no one did. And thank you, you for uh, that. Yeah, thanks for shouting that yeah. out. Um I've not checked it out yet, but I will I'm give a check it a look. Caroline and I, Caroline, yeah. she recommended it.
1: Yeah, Caroline and I're going to go watch um Chasing Happiness, the new Jonas Brothers documentary on Prime Video next week, and then straight after that we're going to watch Winter <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> it's a brothers double bill.
0: Oh man. <laughs> so good. Uh, so yeah (laughs) uh, that was it for user feedback Uh, remember you can always just tweet us in at the PCC podcast on Twitter or
1: you can email us at podcast at com. yeah
0: so it's a busy week this week Mm -hmm. we've got some fun stuff coming up it's Friday the 21st of June yes it is and it's headlined by Spike Lee's Do Do the Right
1: Thing
2: thing. the hype Louis Latest let me tell you the story of right hand, left hand. It's a tale of good and evil. Hate. It was with this hand that Cain iced his brother. Love. These five fingers, they go straight to the soul of man. The right hand, the hand of love. The story of life is this. Static. One hand is always fighting the other hand. And the left hand is kicking much ass. I mean, it looks like the right hand, Love, is finished. But hold on, stop the presses. The right hand's coming back. Yeah, he got the left hand on the ropes now. That's right. Yeah, ooh, it's a devastating right. hand. hey, this hurt, he's down. Ooh, ooh, left hand, hey, KO'd by Love. If I love you. I love but if I hate you, there it is—love and hate. Yo,
0: it's the hottest day of the summer. You can do nothing, or you can do something, or you can
2: do, do the right thing.
0: thing. <laughs> on the hottest day of the year, on a street in Bed-Stuy section of Brooklyn, everyone's hate and bigotry smolders uh, and builds until it explodes into violence. Spike Lee writes, directs, and stars as Mookie, a delivery boy for Sal's Pizzeria. And after his friend Bugging Out, who's played by Giancarlo Esposito, I love him. AKA yeah, yeah. Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad. Yep. And it's crazy because he barely looks like him. So no. it's nuts. He's yeah, really yeah, young yeah. in this. Um, yeah, uh, after Bugging Out starts complaining about Sal's Wall of Fame lacking any famous African Americans, the wall becomes a symbol of racism and hate to Bugging Out. And he basically just kind of starts a riot. Yep, doesn't he? As um, he should. Yeah, it's apparently <laughs> this film was uh, inspired by an actual incident in New York City, uh, where some black youths were chased out of a pizzeria by some white youths in a section of New York City known as known as Howard Beach. Whoa. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this this, this film? crazy film? Yeah,
1: I really like this film. I love Spike
0: Lee. It's really fun. It's it's. He
1: was quite young in this as well.
0: Yeah, he So was. I think it's pretty impressive that yeah. at his
1: age when he starred in this film and wrote and directed it to create something this sort of poignant. Yeah. It was really impressive.
0: It's, it's amazing that um it took him until this past Oscar year yeah, to, actually to actually win, win. an Oscar. Yeah. This film was actually nominated for Academy Award for uh-huh. Best Screenplay, but he didn't win. Um it was released in nineteen eighty nine, so this is thirty years uh since Mm -hmm. its release and hence its return to the big screen and I was really excited to talk about this film on the podcast because it's a really fun film I think it's a really important film um it's like yeah I mean it's still so socially relevant relevant now today 30 years later
1: which is both really impressive and also equally terrifying I think Mm -hmm. that the sentiments are still the same 30 years later
0: yeah I mean as much as things feel like they change at times, it's just like they, you know, you just reflect back and realize that man, they just really don't. And I think it's important to have films like this where yeah. you have someone like Spike Lee, who's actually been able to break into the mainstream, which mm-hmm. is really cool to have a voice to, to do like a, a pretty brave film like this as well. I mean, cause actually most of the film, I know I gave this like sort of plot, uh, like a bit of the plot at the beginning here yeah but that's like really doesn't really happen until towards the end of the film yeah like most of this film is like a day in a life i think yeah, that's of, what's really fun just about this it block yeah yeah which i think is pretty uh pretty much like a trope in most of spike lee's films it, they all just sort of feel like a day in the life or like
1: and then something happens. yeah yeah and
0: something happens like uh there's there's a lot of really good examples of that like with um I mean, she's got to have it. Yeah. His, his first, like, big film. And then I, I really love the film Crooklyn. I don't know if you've I, seen that. I've seen Crooklyn. Yeah. I really
1: like um, Girl 6.
0: Yeah, yeah, Girl Six. Yeah, yeah, That's, that's a really one of my favorite one. films. Which also had John Turturro in yeah. it. Yeah. Which uh, John Turturro's in this, and he's great in this. Um, yeah, we should get into some of the characters there are in this film. We should. Who's some of your favorites?
1: Um, I love, um, obviously, I love Tina. Mm. I love
0: which is uh, Rosie Perez. Yeah, Rosie Perez. Yeah. This is her first her movie. first film role and yeah. also his film debut of uh, Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Uh which Martin, Martin Lawrence just kind of plays this. a bit of a lackey in see yeah. I think uh just one of the it's like a group of the neighborhood mm-hmm. kids that are just kind of causing problems. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere yeah. They go. I
1: do like I do like um the mayor. Um yeah, the oh, old yeah, dude. The mayor, yeah.
0: Yeah, ozzy Davis.
1: I think he's great. He's really interesting to me because everybody sort of has this unspoken mutual understanding and respect for him. But at the same time, like, oh, you keep getting drunk all the time. What are you doing? Yeah,
0: I feel like it's an interesting thing where um, in the film, a lot of the characters like can see themselves as being right in the way that they are. But a lot of times they're all kind of wrong. Yeah. It's really strange. And like a lot of the conversations and go-betweens, like when Ozzie Davis or the mayor had uh his sort of powwow with like all, all that, those four groups yeah, of yeah, kids. Yeah. I can't remember all their names, but one of them was uh Martin, Martin Lawrence's Lawrence. Guy. But yeah, that whole gang of kids, they had this sort of whole like back and forth. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it's just like, it was hard to like choose sides between the two because they yeah. were both so right. And I feel like it's, that happens a lot in this film, like where – people can be a bit righteous at times about how they uh, they think, view themselves yeah. and view like their world around them i mean i guess that's sort of the point because yeah, like it's figure. all about kind of creating that conversation yeah. and getting you know your voice out and, and what uh, it
1: really means to do the right thing yeah whatever yeah. the right thing is it's like that scene um when um what's the guy with the boom box
0: oh yeah um, radio rahim radio rahim it was
1: gorgeous um but like yeah when radio rahim comes across like the group of um hispanic kids oh on the that's block, such a good scene and then yeah. they like they battle it out with the boom boxes yeah. i was just like this is you both think you were right yeah. and to some respect i do agree with you're right this is both great music but the fact that it culture can become so territorial when you put everybody in one place mm-hmm. when it's really meant to be because I think the ideals of New York City is like, yeah, it's a melting pot so Yeah, everybody, yeah. but they forget that you still got to melt in the pot. Like, yeah, it's definitely. still There's still a lot of heat and a lot of tension there for everybody to yeah, I mean, and together. It,
0: that's where it kind of like in the ultimate sort of showdown with the mm-hmm. whole thing and like uh where it all kicks off about Sal's wall of fame. Yeah. And it's like you can easily see why someone would be upset. By. Yeah, of There's not being any yeah. african-american representation there like i mean i was upset of the of second he brought the... it
1: up i was like yeah, yeah. you're right <laughs>
0: out of all the like like i can name like first name that popped in my head like at least jackie robinson come yeah. on it's brooklyn like you can have jackie robinson who's one of the most famous wearing, brooklyn yeah. dodgers like yeah and spike lee's wearing, rocking it. one of his jerseys yeah there's like you know tons of people. tons of people that you could have put out there like famous leaders like martin luther king yeah. or i like that juxtaposition yeah.
1: though between that sort of whole tiff about the wall and to have mm-hmm. um smiley walking around being like this is dr martin Luther yeah. and this is malcolm x and uh
0: we should just get into smiley oh, i think sweetie. smiley is one of my favorite characters in the whole film part of me felt sort of uncomfortable at first because i was like well this is 1989 yeah. and they like again of the time yep but, but actually smiley turned out to be a really important like yeah, a really integral important character, character so in the yeah. film because he is a character with special needs, it seems. Mm-hmm. He's stuttering throughout the film and stuff. And I've actually seen that character uh what's his name? Roger Smith. Yeah, Roger Smith. I I've seen him in so many films before, and I kind of forgot about him in this film. I hadn't seen this film since I was a kid, and uh, it was really good to see it because it was almost like seeing it for the first time yeah. again. And uh, yeah, like I completely forgot about Smiley, and he just like made me laugh so hard at times. I think <laughs> Smiley,
1: Smiley, and the Mayor are on like opposite ends of the same spectrum because they're integral parts of the neighborhood but are sort of um yeah they come in and out and they're regarded in a certain way by the other characters and i think by the other characters reactions to them you can kind of see where they stand about themselves as well yeah um also i was gonna say i was listening to how did this get made the other day and i forgot what film they were talking about but i think jason manzik just said oh yeah um that's why I don't remember what he was talking about. But he was like, yeah, that's why there's a picture of Danny Aiello in every pizza shop in New York. <laughs> and I was like, is this why? <laughs>
0: yeah. See, uh, is I mean, is that a good thing? No, exactly. I was like, <laughs>
1: why? Mm.
0: Yeah. Like, there's uh, a... Yeah. But we got to bring up Danny Aiello. Yeah, of course. Aiello, Aiello, Aiello.
1: Paiella? I can't say his name. Paella?
0: Danny Paella. <laughs> um, But yeah, he, uh, he was... Actually, also nominated for an Oscar for this. Yeah, it's a really strong Um, performance. Really good performance. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny because it's like he's another person that like I was going to say when it comes into that whole like you know people being right and wrong and situations are feeling like they're right and wrong Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's like uh, it's it's really tough at the end because and apparently Spike Lee rewrote the ending. Like originally, the ending I think was going to have like a sort of reconciliation between between Sal Sal and and Mookie. Mookie. But then uh, he wrote. He rewrote it at the end. Uh, I think Sal was going to say, like, you know, understand why you did what you did. Yeah. You know, and but you know, obviously upset. But yeah, it didn't quite end this way mm-hmm. in the film. In a way, you're almost kind of like, oh man, that kind of sucks for him because his son, uh, who's played by John Turturro, Pino, was yeah. obviously a lot Pino's more of the dick. A dick in the film. Pino is a dick. Uh, I hated it when like, Sal like um, did sort yeah, of seem to appreciate the, the people in the neighborhood. And yeah. He tried to like do. He tried to, to do, do the, the right thing. thing. But, yeah, it came down to the silly wall. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so. I would. I I, I got a little angry when um, Pito, well, John DeGeorge's character started speaking Italian to Sal when DiMeo first yeah. comes in. I was like, yeah. that's not cool because that I've been in situations yeah. like that where, like, I'm the only brown person in the room yeah. and some European people are talking in their languages. I'm like, oh, this is how we're going to play it.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's
1: one of those things that, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was obviously of the time, mm-hmm. but the fact that I know people that have been in situations like that and I have been in situations like that. It's, it's uncomfortable, yeah. but I like that Spike Lee is never afraid to make you uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he's like always kind of capable of doing that and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just always just raising valid points and stuff. And it's important, I think, for people to see that. In 1999, it was actually deemed culturally, historically and aesthetically significant aesthetically uh, for significant. its first year of eligibility in the Library of Congress. Oh. So yeah, it's preserved film nice. by the National Film Registry which is great and That's I think awesome. that is important because like regardless of it just being like a good Spike Lee film it's yeah. just like a really excellent movie in general yeah, yeah. like and it's very important I think for people to see uh when it comes to just like how culture is in America like as an American I really enjoyed seeing it mm-hmm. and it made me like at times man I really wanted it to be there like you know in that, that neighborhood it was Brooklyn. just like really fun um it just, yeah i don't know spike lee just really captures like a really fun element there's also some other little funny things about the film uh, obviously you had like sam jackson in the film yeah that was um, incredible uh, i forgot to bring that up, up. daddy <laughs> i forgot
1: he was in this film yeah. i literally remember the opening and i was like that's no that's samuel L. jackson
0: yeah i mean sam jackson actually is basically if you follow the story is going yeah nonstop talking on the radio Throughout. all day long yeah which I think is pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Exhausting eyes. Like so
0: I can't imagine doing this podcast twenty four hours a day, but no like way. it kinda seems like that's what Sam Jackson is mm. doing.
1: If you know, we if we'd start if we do the long. podcast on an all nighter, maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we should do that sometime. That'd I was be, actually uh... thinking about that. That'd be <laughs> kind of funny. Just an all nighter. Checking podcast. in on
1: people. Like, how are you doing? It's seven AM. Uh.
0: Um, uh, one funny thing I noticed when the mayor was going to go get his uh beer from the Korean oh, shop, yeah. he was looking for a high life. Which yeah. I gotta shout out, high life. I understand any person who's just like, Why is there no high life here? I like, you know, definitely every shop should have high life. Also, shout um, out, high life, the film, but <laughs> that I enjoyed. Um, yeah, and, uh, but I noticed when he opened up the, th- the fridge Brooklyn, Brooklyn, yeah, of yeah. Brooklyn Brewery, Shout and out, it Brooklyn freaked me out because I was like, dude, this is 30 years ago. Brooklyn Brewery was around back then. I had no idea that it was around. They still look
1: like that. Yeah, they look like, like the bottles exactly that we used same. to sell.
0: Yeah, exactly the same. And uh, I looked it up, and it was like Brooklyn Brewery basically had started the year before. Ah. So, uh, yeah, that's the reason why. Yeah, it screens. In celebration of its uh, 30th anniversary from Friday the 21st of June you can get your tickets at princecharlescinema.com mm-hmm. I think everyone should come see do the right thing if you get a chance yes, so it's please on for do. a whole week uh, what else have you uh, have picked? picked this week What's one of your picks besides do the right thing we're um, both like we're both saying do the right thing's a pick this yeah, week yeah that's that's so, yeah. a pick
1: for both of us and I think we have the same picks for the other two yeah. but one of my picks that um you didn't pick <laughs> was um, The Master, because we're showing that. Oh, yeah, that. The Master. Yeah, that's one of my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson films. I think it's his best one. Don't at me.
0: <laughs> no, I think a lot of people might agree okay. with that. I yeah, mean,
1: and Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman in this is incredible.
0: Mm. Yeah, I still, like, need to see The Master. You, you've never seen not it? not seen it. Wow. Yeah, which is crazy. It's really good. Yeah.
1: It's, it's one of those things where, like, um, I keep talking about it with people that work here because we're all obsessed with this film and its soundtrack. The soundtrack plays in the cinema a lot.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, we always talk about it being, like, this is the closest depiction as to, like, an insight into Scientology as we're ever going to get. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's right up my alley. I don't... I, yeah. I just think...
1: Yeah, you know it is. is it's hard to it's this. hard to
0: see films sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And like especially if you work Master here. was the one that I just like missed when it came. I and every time I came, I yeah. kept missing it. So yeah, don't at me. Yeah,
1: don't at John. But I've seen <laughs> I've seen it here every year since I've moved to London. It's yeah. just one of my faves that way. Amy Adams is in this. I might actually
0: you know it's on thirty five millimeter yeah. too, isn't it? I'm gonna I'm gonna like uh come in and watch it. I'm gonna try to come in and watch it this week. okay yeah um
1: that's a good one another pick of mine um the princess bride <laughs> the
0: princess bride yes, yeah, saturday afternoon yeah i think everyone should come see that it's cause, very fun. come on give us the give us the line
1: <laughs> i can't do
0: it because you put me <laughs> on the spot <laughs> as you wish as you wish as you wish that's the line <laughs> that's the line. <laughs> line
1: so yeah we're showing the princess bride yeah. on saturday is that right yeah. saturday, the 22nd?
0: saturday night on the 22nd mm-hmm. an alien and yes! aliens double feature you should come see alien It's <laughs> a really sick what double an bill. awesome double bill like i remember one time i was working and i i only watched the first one and it was the double feature but like mm-hmm. i had because i had to take like a a, a break or something but I remember just like how awesome it was cuz it was just sold out so yeah, many people out. everyone was like really excited and buzzing and then like just the, it gave me chills because mm-hmm. someone actually like just shrieked yeah. in terror at one of the scenes in Alien and I was just like dude it's this terrifying. is that's like magic man like yeah. if you can still make people like scream in like 2016 2017 era, area whenever that was like that's awesome like yes. I, I love that It holds up yeah. it's one of
1: my favorite films ever and um, I ushered the double bit last year when mm-hmm. we did it. And it was um one of our stuff that doesn't work here anymore. It was like um their last shift. And I remember everybody was already gone at the Phoenix. And I was just watching Alien being like, I'm so conflicted. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> but my friend is going, wait. But um, Aliens, Aliens is also, I yeah, think it gets a really. Yeah. Awesome. It's James awesome. Cameron it gets such a bad over. rap.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think like. 3 I think 3
1: gets a terrible and
0: resurrection and stuff. We, get, that's where it starts mm-mm. to get really funny. But we don't, don't talk don't about Prometheus people really is, don't like don't aliens.
1: About, <laughs> aliens is <laughs>
0: Yeah. Also this week uh we both picked yeah. to live and die in LA with William Freakin.
1: to introduce.
0: Yeah. So William Freakin's coming out with Wing Chung actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's two screenings. The first show is sold out mm-hmm. and that was going to it's going to have a Q&A. Mark Mode's going to be yeah. hosting it and everything. Unfortunately, that either. one is sold out. Uh, but there but, is a second screening. Yeah, there's screening. a second screening at 9:15 and uh, it's not going to have a and a but it will have an extended intro with William Freakin. Uh so yeah, if you have a chance to get tickets, you should definitely get tickets for that cuz it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um why I'm wouldn't trying. you want to see the director of like the exorcist cruising yeah. to live and die in la to live and die in la in i'm so excited in person and he's so he's so sweet yeah he did like a, a, a skype a Q&A, Q&A, I remember. Yeah, it was lovely. like last year yeah. and it was really good and he like yeah he'll tweet us in and he's just like you know he'll dm us on twitter yeah. and stuff and that's how we communicate with him sometimes and he's so, so sweet cute. he's just like really nice so shout yeah out william come yeah shout out to william freaking come out see to live you. and die in L.A. Yeah. Um, this is
1: one of my favorite um william defoe films
0: yeah yeah it's he's really so good, good he's so good yeah i mean it's such a stylish film as well yes. really fun. and
1: it's one of those things that like i love um crime films but i love yeah. it when crime and action are like two of, like in the same bubble
0: yeah definitely i mean it's like that perfect sort of mix, mix yeah and it's like uh, counterfeiting as well yeah, come on like oh it God. makes kind of it kind of makes counterfeiting cool. look awesome and yeah. cool and it kind of makes me want to be a counterfeiter
1: like he's wearing these <laughs> robes and he has yeah. like these presses that like the way they lit like
0: his sort of little lab i guess you'd call it
1: mm. i was just like yo this is some super villain
0: shit this yeah is awesome <laughs> and then also just the score yeah just oh, the score is perfect is sick so yeah come out
1: Please call we're in
0: pride month Woo! yeah so happy pride to everyone happy pride and we're gonna have our pal ralph, ralph bogard, bogard who is the uh the creator of unicorn nights mm-hmm. which is our i don't know regular strand here at the mm-hmm. prince charles cinema that celebrates queer cinema like queer cinema like lgbtq mm-hmm. uia plus yep all all the he's getting it well done beds. jonathan yeah.
1: being an ally
0: yeah, I'm cool. I'm hip. <laughs> He's
1: down with the kids.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I'm really excited because this is we're talking him, about. Man. But I'm a cheerleader. Yes. But I'm a cheerleader. It's a Ooh. it's a really fun team film yep. from 1999. 1999 it's celebrating its 20th anniversary. But it's also a really really important lesbian film. Yeah which is awesome because we don't really get too many really awesome lesbian films here at the Mm -hmm. Prince Charles cinema. And I know that like Ralph has been trying really hard. So I'm happy that we finally got this one. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a really fun uh, conversation. We have Ralph with Ralph coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. There's a few things that we didn't mention and that we were kind of like hoping to mention. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, just how awesome Natasha Leone is. She's so great. We didn't really talk too much about Russian doll. So or, it's great yeah. to see her. Or back. Orange
1: is the new black. Yeah,
0: Orange is is the new black. So it's good to see Natasha Leon back at it. I just found
1: uh, out that um the director that directed Biometry Leader directed a few episodes of Russian doll.
0: Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Actually there was that was a part of my notes that we also left out. She also directed some of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Really? Yeah, no, no. Silicon Valley. Nice. And I love it's, always sunny. Directors. it's always sunny. It's always sunny. Yeah. And she directed the PTSD episode. Oh, that's a is really good such episode. Such a good episode. So, yeah. Um, Goals. So, yeah, you can learn more about uh, Jamie Babbitt, who's the director Shout of um, But Cheerleader. If you look her up, she's got a lot of cool stuff that she's done. Oh, yeah. One, one more thing.
1: One more thing, just because we're really excited about this. Um, the cost in But I'm a Cheerleader is incredible. Mm-hmm. Features obviously Natasha Leone, Claire Duvall, Kathy Moriarty, RuPaul, and Dante Bosco. AKA, a- a.k.a. Rufio,
2: Rufio. a.k.a.
0: Prince Zuko, Prince Zuko of the Fire Nations, of the Fire Nation and American, American Dragon, Dragon Jake, Jake Long. Long. Sick. Sick. Um, but yeah, we're going to hand it over to our past selves, yep. who've recorded this episode already, yeah. this interview with Ralph. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy, but I'm a cheerleader. Stay tuned. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and here. And we're back, and we're back, we're, we're back, back. We're back with our guest today. It's the lovely Ralph Bogart. Hello.
3: How are we all? Good. How are yeah, you, Ralph? Good. I'm good. I'm really excited to do this. Yeah. yeah. I've been listening to your shows and I'm having a little giggle, imagining what it all looks like when you Aww. record it.
0: It's not as I'm glamorous here. now, is it? No, it's, it's more glamorous. <laughs> is,
3: it, is it really? Listen, listeners, if you could see these gorgeous faces, you oh. would feel the glamour. Trust me, we should do like a live recording sometime. Yeah, yeah
1: that's, that's like that's a plan. If anybody wants us to do a live show, we screen a film, holler at us at the PCC podcast on Twitter.
0: Yes, yeah. or email us, email us, let us know. Yeah. Or email, email like email the Prince Charles, yeah. or, or hit them up on Twitter, yeah. at the PCC London, and say we want we want Pod Charles live, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Pod Charles R- live.
0: Ralph can be our compare, yeah. Okay, he's like a real good host here, and that's I exactly kind of what Ralph is known for here. Yeah. So Ralph his... <laughs> Former cinema employee, right? Did well, you work here as a yeah, staff member? Yeah, I started
3: yeah. as front of house Game. here. Yeah, like what <laughs> the best people do. Um, I remember the application actually. It's really funny. I looked it up the other day on my emails because I thought, do you know what would be really interesting? How can I get a job at a place I really like to go to and that's really quirky and different? So instead of writing a regular cover letter, I wrote a love letter to oh the my Prince God. Charles. <laughs>
0: that's so sweet he's one of those guys yeah and
3: um, <laughs> i know i was a weirdo i am still and but i thought I was, <laughs> but it was weirdo. quite quirky it was quite quirky and quite weird and then um i got asked in for an interview and i had a lovely mm-hmm. interview and then got a job and i worked front of house along with a lot of stuff that are sort of still a, a couple of stuff that are around now mm-hmm. but um and then i went away because i got a job doing um a show a shows and stuff because i act and, and mm-hmm. perform and um and then paul who i was working with front of house at the time
1: oh my god shut up paul.
0: <laughs> yeah, paul yeah shut up paul how how long ago was this actually 2006 oh, 7 wow. something like that yeah
3: like maybe a bit late around 7 mm-hmm. um but funnily enough, me and Paul knew each other sort of. Well, we think we knew each other mm-hmm. because we used to go to the same like clubs in our teenage years.
0: Okay. Oh my god!
1: Yeah,
3: really random. I'm sure Paul really wants everyone to know
0: this <laughs> his, his story. But so, yeah, yeah, this uh, is like in our this podcast is specialising in embarrassing Paul each and every week. That's yeah. great, so, and he is
1: not enjoying it.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I um,
3: Paul got in touch with me mm-hmm. after uh, I went away and said, "Oh look, we're doing, we're going to do this event, and I think you'd be really fun at it." And he said, do you know the film Empire Records? And I said, mate, I went to the cinema and saw Empire Records oh when there was like six of us in the screen back in the day. And we didn't even know we were going to see it. We were trying to go see something else, but we'd missed the times. And that was the only film that was really on. And we just went, well, that poster looks great. You know, Liv Tyler with the yes. Tarson skirt and, you know, Renee Zellweger and, and, you know, and I was like, this looks really cool. And we were really into like the alternative grunge music at the time. So I was like, let's go see it. We went to see it. And I was like... <gasps> i love this film i love that (laughs) film so
1: much and empire records always reminds me of working at the prince charles yes it's literally i'm always just like you guys this is like straight out of empire Records.
3: (laughs) well i think that's one of the reasons it was like world record day and so we Paul was like let's do rex manning day so we came up with these ideas and Mm -hmm. then basically that started off doing the events here so we've done so that
0: was your first event i I think that
3: was Mm. yeah i think it was empire records rex manning day and i played Mm. um Lucas and uh, James oh, yeah. was Rex I'm
0: Manning. Sure. You can actually see some of these photos. I think on f- our Facebook page. Really? Yeah, can I we do this so. again?
1: And can I play Live Tyler, please? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, like, now, when we do it, if we're lucky, we might have James playing Rex Manning. Yeah. Yeah. But he looks oh. great as Rex Manning. Yeah, he's Manning. the perfect Rex, Ma- Rex mm. Manning. Shout out, James. Um, but yeah. Oh, Jamesy, you're yeah. so sexy. <laughs> But yeah, it's like just that, if that. Some, yeah. Sometimes when we do it on Rex Main Day, it's, mm. there's nothing. It would be nice to bring we'll it back. say no more, monomore. No yeah.
3: Let's yeah. hope it happens. Say
0: no bring more, monomore. <laughs> so, yeah, you also did, you've done, uh, since then, you've done Mean oh, Girls,
2: Pitch mean, Perfect.
3: Mm-hmm. All of the... Yeah. Uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's, Wayne's World, World, Labyrinth. <laughs> Little Mermaid. Um, uh, uh,
1: Spice World
3: Spice World you're telling me all the things I've done Uh, we did a Hedwig's um, wig out so many so many so many so yeah I've now become part of yeah, the Prince or... Charles and done lots of other fun events like the Hackers 30th mm-hmm. anniversary oh, yeah. and the Mean Girls um, 20th anniversary where the, where the director Mark Walters came mm-hmm. and I interviewed him and it was his birthday and he brought the cast of like his new movie with him oh, wow. um, and that was really fun um, and you yeah, recently I just did
1: Little Shop of Horrors Little Shop
3: of Horrors Yay. special director's cut with Ellen Green yeah yeah that so was I interviewed really her.
1: That was cool. That was crazy. I was at the back just kind of sobbing.
3: is <laughs> so oh, it somewhere that's green
0: for you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that why you had the emotional breakdown? Yeah,
1: I was during Little Shop of Horrors. I was just at the back and I think whoever was ushering was like, Ari, are you okay? And I was like, no.
3: Oh. <laughs> and it's such a great ending, the director's yeah. cut. Yeah. So oh, I've yeah. never seen it until now and I was no, no, no. thrilled I to see it on the big screen.
0: I think, like a YouTube clip of like, oh, it's... The director's yeah. cut. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
2: I um, didn't see
3: that. I, I wanted to watch it on the big mm-hmm. screen. So, But yeah, and then all of those events and working here and then I decided that we should, well, it was actually a discussion. We wanted to reach out to a, a demographic that maybe wasn't being represented within the kind of arena of Prince Charles programming mm-hmm. because we love our classic movies, we yeah. love our cult movies, but where shows queer cult movies, LGBTQ plus themed films that maybe got overlooked at the time but have garnered a cult and uh, following and and a real affection for. And so after a few discussions, I launched Unicorn Nights with the Prince Charles and we launched with Get Real, which some of you may not know, but it came out around, just after around Beautiful Thing, which was a success.
1: I love Beautiful Thing.
3: Yeah, beautiful things, amazing. We've we've done that many times. Mm-hmm. We had quote alongs of it. It's great. But Great Real was something I wanted to do because I think it got overlooked at the time. Yeah. Because um, actually, it was released around the same time as the Soho bombings and the oh. bombings in Brixton and oh. Brick Lane. So there was this kind of like weird fear about mm-hmm. going to, to anything, and there was this kind of reticence to go to anything uh, LGBT related at that time. Um, you know, we that often happens within the community. You you get some strides forward and then there's this weird pushback. And that was one of those moments in in our cultural history. Um, So it never really got the kind of attention it deserved and it's a lovely lovely film really honest and really really British as well um and I wanted to showcase that so that was our launching film and we sold out and we had a and a with the director the writer the lead actor like we mm-hmm. we it, it was amazing and from then on we've shown all different kinds of films um you know from indie art house l- lesbian films about Lesbian werewolves with Kylie Minogue in it. Oh my god, so. this
1: sounds incredible.
0: <laughs> oh, Jack
3: and Diane, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's really cool. Um, to like really big well-known films like Priscilla, which mm-hmm. we're which also showing again. here yep. at the moment. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I remember Get Real. I remember you launching uh Unicorn Nights, and yeah, we were discussing Get Real. And I think you were surprised that I knew the film, because it's it is sort of a well, like what? a strange like underground film.
3: What I've learned, John, is that you and me have actually quite similar taste in yeah. film mm-hmm. because I've I've been championing a film for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. It's called Saved.
0: Yep,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is excellent. It's so good. It's is this better, the one with Macaulay Culkin? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes, and Mandy Moore.
0: Yep, and Jenna Malone. Yep. Oh my God, and I love Jenna. <laughs> Malone. Yeah, it's,
3: it's such a good cast. Great. And it is this. There's there's like a there is a, a there is a, a, a like a kind of queer sort of plot line that really pushes the story forward which mm-hmm. kind of is the kind of catalyst for what happens within the film um so it's been on my sort of maybe list for unicorn nights but um i think it's still got a wider appeal because of its kind of quotability mm-hmm. yeah which yeah. is hilarious and it's very funny. and it re- and it really does remind me of the time of the film that we're going to talk about which is coming up yeah
0: I actually do have that as a bit of like some notes of it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah see, so. I told you we're in the yeah. same wavelength. Oh, jump. yeah, definitely. I mean, it's weird. I was joking with Ari before yeah. you walked in um, about because she said, I don't know. That yeah,
1: much, I'm not as well versed like, into, into queer cinema into queer as I cinema. should be. Mm.
0: And I was just like, I'm weird, I weirdly am. And like, yeah. I'm a straight guy, but like, I, I just know all these films because the I've films were so great many, and they're good. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah, that's tell the reason you why because th- they're very good.
3: I think I tell you why. I think. When you're looking at the 90s, at the real kind of boon of indie cinema, Mm -hmm. where people could access equipment at a a much easier budget and make films, there was the real kind of first push of that. And there was a lot of queer um, indie indie films. And so... And also you had a community that was wanting these films to be made. So Mm -hmm. they had some income and some money to throw at these projects. And there is a lot of crap out there. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of crap that was made in the 90s, but there's a lot of really interesting dynamic indie films from the 90s that are in the LGBTQ arena. Um, There's so many that I still would love to show. um, You know, Jeffrey, uh, Longtime Companion, all of these films that are Mm -hmm. great. Um, They were very much focused on kind of gay men, mm-hmm. cis gay men, yeah. um, which is the usual because that's the one that, you know, gets an audience in most of the time, mm-hmm. I guess. But there was also a real, like, and then you have Gregoraki who done like really kind of- Shout out Gregoraki. You know, <laughs> Gregoraki
1: is very like well-loved amongst our staff. Yeah.
3: Like, I mean, and crazy. his stuff is very like, it, you know, it, it comes from that, that kind of era yeah. of really strange kind of- filmmaking strange cutting you know great energy great soundtracks Mm -hmm. so these films all came from that time and then but i'm a cheerleader just sort of came out of the blue yeah it was a a lesbian focused film there was there's all different characters in there from from the kind of rainbow community so to speak but um it was about two young women who were dealing with their sexuality with themselves and within their family and their friends and also being put into an environment socially where they were trying to be forced to change and, and, they, and falling in love as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And funnily enough, when I, when I rewatched it recently, obviously, because I was going to put this on and mm-hmm. it's been a film I've been after since the beginning of Unicorn Nights, but yeah. the rights had been
0: in the lost law, yeah. mm. in the
3: in the in the bermuda triangle of movie rights <laughs> they'd gone especially in the uk so ugh, in, yeah it's been really difficult and a big huge shout out to john and paul Ooh. for really doing some amazing digging and working really hard to get the rights to this film because i tell you i've been looking everywhere mm-hmm. and they finally found it and you know We've got it, and it's been sorted. And I'm thrilled because not only does it mean that we can screen it, it means that hopefully now it can be screened because yeah. it's such a great film.
0: It deserves to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. it's on the top it's ten totally or good. top
3: five of every lesbian like best film mm-hmm. list ever, and then it was it, you couldn't access it, yeah. which is ridiculous. So now, thankfully, we're screening it. And um, the thing about but I'm a cheerleader that makes me so happy is just that it's just it's it, it resonates still today, but it it's just wonderfully put together there's such a lovely story there's such a, a real sweetness about it and and genuine affection and 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 f- f- throughout it like yeah. every, there's no meanness in it yeah. even though it's dealing with a, actually a horrific issue. Yeah, conversion of, therapy. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Conversion therapy. Which if you if anyone's watched The Miseducation of Cameron Powers oh, yeah. This is pretty much mm-hmm. the same film. Yeah, but but yeah. funny. But funny and sweet yeah. and with yeah. a great soundtrack and really let you access it so when you do, you're you watching it and you think oh this is sweet this is fun this is camp because it really is camp it's so- RuPaul's in it RuPaul's in it and he plays a guy throughout like yeah.
1: RuPaul is fantastic in this this is like yeah. a really underrated RuPaul performance
3: brilliant I think one of his best yeah completely actually, um because it's 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 down the line like everyone in the everyone in the cast Mink style. like yeah, there's just an amazing, amazing cast <laughs> in this film you yeah. know um Kathy Moriarty, who is brilliant. Kathy
1: Moriarty is great. And you know, this yeah. film
3: also has a legacy. Like, I recently just went to a, a workshop performance of *But I'm a Cheerleader* the musical in There's London. A musical. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. I know. I even saw a production, a sort of semi-stage production in New York about ten years ago of it. So it's still, it's still got an audience for the, just the story yeah. of it still resonates even today um but great performances from Claire Duval and Natasha Leon and um actually everyone in the company yeah. it's a real ons- and Michelle Williams, one of her Michelle- first yeah, roles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um Bud Court, who was in um uh right, Harold and sound, Maud. Harold,
0: Harold Maud, And he yeah. plays
3: Harold and he's like yeah. he's like the dad in this and he's wonderful and very sweet. Yeah. So he's got these ama- this amazing cast, um, directed by Jamie Babbitt and, and it's just it's cute. The colours everything. Are- yeah. Everything in it is just brilliant. The set design, the sound, the music. I can I can I can tell you, I'm sure when you listen to this film soundtrack, you'll be like, I've heard this music before because I'm telling you, it's been put in other things elsewhere. Yeah. Because I've sat I think there the what,
0: opening track might be in yeah. uh, in Death Proof. I think so. I think.
3: Maybe I think because I've sat enough. there in other films going, I know this yeah. music. Yeah. Where do I know this music from? And it takes me a minute and I go, Oh. But I'm a cheerleader. The like
1: yeah. the set design, I'm obsessed with. It's the the costume, I love block colors, and it just reminds me of like the melodramatic musicals from the '50s. And yeah. I'm kind of just like,
0: oh, Pretty much what it looks yes. like. It's going for like, yeah. Let's go for that twee, very yeah. cliched, sickly sweet
1: sickly American sweet. <laughs> dream
0: style. Yeah.
1: This is like a Barbie house. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, if you couldn't tell, we've been talking about But I'm a Cheerleader in mm-hmm. that. We should have sorry, that we said that yeah, This yeah. is the uh, film that Ralph wanted to talk to us today this about week. because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Unicorn
1: Knights is screening it. Unicorn
0: Knights it. is screening it, which um, is Ralph's... Yeah. Which Ralph was discussing. He's yeah. created Unicorn Knights, which is... A uh, strand here at the Prince Charles Cinema, and I guess you do some events sometimes elsewhere, but mostly um, yeah, here at the Prince Charles Cinema. It's ba- this yeah. is its home
3: for sure. But yeah. we did recently do a lovely shorts event um, for South Asian queer short hey. films, um, <laughs> which was which was packed out, and we did really really well. And and I think it's really important um, not only to appreciate that we have a space like the Prince Charles mm-hmm. to do these great cult films and 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 you know tap into the audiences here, but you know. We also want to show films that, you know, may not be as commercially interesting. Yeah. Um, and so you have to think about how can we do that? And, you know, finding places to do that is really important. And we did it and it was great. And it's really important to access LGBTQ films that are dealing with a, a minority within a minority. Mm-hmm. You know, these films don't get seen. There's not much commercial weight to them. Yeah. So giving that a platform is something I've always been... Yeah. Sorry, has always been part of the remit of Unicorn Nights. And I'm really happy we did that. And we will be continuing to do um, films that uh, are underrepresented within the Mm -hmm. queer film realm as well. And, um, you know, Prince Charles is its home of Unicorn Nights. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and we do fun events like when we did Beautiful Thing Quote Alongs (laughs) and uh, Vogue Along in bed with Madonna. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to go to that. I went to the
1: Beautiful Thing Quote Along, I think, last year for Pride. And it was just like... I, I, I think I was the only one in that cinema that had never seen it before because <laughs> it came out, like, three years before I was born. <laughs>
3: was just like, oh, great. Like a baby. Great, Harry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but, like, it was genuinely, like, this was incredible. I cried. I think you saw me, like, I yeah, was, I like, did. in the row in front of you and I was just like, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. That's it's a, awesome. We
3: don't often get that in queer films nowadays. It's kind of, like, yeah. kind of hard-hitting and stuff, but there was a sweetness to that era of filmmaking where you were – We were given a fantasy because, you know, frankly, we're in an era where, you know, we've been, the the queer community been persecuted for many years. Mm -hmm. And then we're finally breaking through some equality. And then unfortunately you have the HIV, AIDS uh, virus, uh, you know, decimate a community Mm -hmm. and, you know, really impact the community and create a lot of fear against the community. And so... When you're coming off the back of that and then you've got section 28 especially in the uk mm. you know this rule that says you cannot promote the, the promotion of homosexuality as a, as a regular way of life which is a, a bonkers well it's, ridiculous. Well, it's firstly it's, it's just horrible and secondly it doesn't really make sense and just gave license to a lot of homophobia yeah. mm-hmm. and um and gave it legal credence so you know you're coming off the back of an era where we were just constantly feeling like we weren't equal we're not part of you know, society, you know, we're, we're less than. And so these films gave us and, and the need to give these films that created to give us kind of a kind of a fairy tale feeling, mm-hmm. a sense of positivity and an upliftingness, even in a difficult scenario. Like two boys on a, on a council estate in southeast London falling in love. That is not the ideal of, uh, you know, a romantic story. Yeah. But Beautiful Thing manages to do that. It turns yeah. it into an urban fairy tale, which is its tagline. You and know? the way
1: it's shot as well, like, you definitely Stunning. get it. It's, it's so... Mm-hmm. I was so shocked that, like, oh, this is, like...
3: Thamesmead Estate.
1: Yeah, Thamesmead Estate. Like, I live in South London. South London does not look like that. Like, but then they shot it in a way where it's so warm mm-hmm. and colourful and really yeah. homely and, But like, still
3: has that yeah, urban feel. And, and I think, but I'm a cheerleader also taps into that, you know, we're talking about a film about conversion therapy, um, you know, the concept of your life is not right, Mm -hmm. we must change you. And I love the characters in the film, they they span, like there's someone that's kind of genderqueer, Mm -hmm. there's someone who... Even even the lead character she says at the beginning, like she doesn't even recognize that she's a lesbian, yeah, yeah. which is really interesting yeah. actually she's she's a cheerleader, she sees herself as the all american girl she she has a, a hot boyfriend who's yeah, the quarterback they go to church. yeah she yeah. goes to church. like she has like the perfect life, but everyone around her sees these things that she's Inherently doing, which one of them is quite funny, like when they do the checklist of mm-hmm. why you're a lesbian, like vegetarian. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa Etheridge poster. Yeah.
1: That I lost it Melissa Etheridge. You've been, been making this eat. Tofu. You've been yeah. making us eat tofu. I mean, yeah. it's hilarious.
3: But at the same time, it's it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 commenting on the, the the social concepts of what being a lesbian is, and and then should they go to this camp and they I mean ridiculous. They put <laughs> they put them all in the same bedroom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you think is gonna
1: happen? But
3: yeah. <laughs> right. Um yeah. and you know, you've got the, the Jewish the Jewish character Joel. Yeah, and
1: I love his yarmulke, that's also I blue satin. Yeah. Because all the <laughs> boys are dressed
3: up in blue and the and the and the girls are dressed up in pink. And yeah. you know and then the whole kind of hypocrisy of the person that's trying to force the change of um who's running the camp, Kathy mm-hmm. Moriarty's character, she yeah. she uh her son is like a raging, yeah. raging.
0: A raging queen. She's trying to suppress it so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and that's where it comes from. Yeah, you know he's that's like it. walking around in these like little Daisy Dukes yeah. and like skin tight. I love, like, I know, like I love a, looking at it, like it's
1: like <laughs> I love that scene where like they're outside and I think um, she, Kathy Cathy is just like, oh, can you sort that thing out upstairs? And it's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like drinking from oh, something. the straw. The oh, straw, oh, is yeah. like, don't do that. She like throws the straw and he's just like. Chug I it I like, like a man. Chug it like a man. he's like,
0: there, are you happy? It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, because straws are the gayest thing in the world, I yeah.
1: guess. <laughs> <laughs> just bendy straws. Just just bendy straws and, and curly straws. But, but,
0: but this
3: one, the film is full of, like, really interesting quips and, and, and yeah. quirks that, that really make you love it. And, and also the soundtrack, I mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. but it does, it's just unlike any film, mm-hmm. really. It
0: flows pretty much all the way through. And it's it's like it gets more advanced as it goes along mm-hmm. as well because yeah. it starts off, it's very, like... It, pretty
1: like, teeny, kind yeah, of it's like... like da, da, da. Yeah, sickly,
0: sweet, sort of little girl. Exactly. Um and then, as it evolves through, it just gets to these like really sort of nice alternative songs, yeah, like and stuff. yeah, the like, thing really they good. I
1: think the second they hit the club, shout out the cocksucker. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and then, yeah, I think that's yeah. when it starts to go a little oh, this gets a little
3: grungy. It's yeah, kind cool. yeah. like but I, I also love it when it t- when it's time to get real in this film, mm-hmm. it does like even even with it's if it it's lightness, like when um Oh, I forgot on the character's name um, when he gets caught out for um, the one that doesn't graduate. Oh no, that's right, the one that doesn't Andre, graduate, Andre. Andre, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre that's it. He's, thank you, thank you. Uh, amazing. And he, he's a brilliant. And then he turns up and he stands around and looks at them all, and he goes, um, he says something like,
0: "I've actually got his quota." Thank. Oh, brilliant. Oh yeah, he says, "Excuse me, the last thing I need right now is some fruit He's just proved he's straight, telling my ass how sexy I am." Congratulations, liar. <laughs> and then he says, "You know who you are, and you know who you want. Ain't nothing gonna change that shit." Yeah, amen.
3: <laughs> so, and then he says, "Congratulations, liars!" And it's like,
1: <laughs> "Can I get an amen?" Yeah,
3: yeah it. but it's just not, it's so del- it's it's delivered so perfectly mm-hmm. because you, at that mo- moment you realise what a struggle they're actually going through. Like yeah. it's not you watch the film, and you're enjoying it, and you're in, it's a lovely, fun, upbeat film. And at that moment, you're like, "This is unpleasant." Yeah. what they're dealing with. Yeah but like there was you know there's a, there's a few moments and they're done so well and you know you know jamie babbitt really tonally got that smack mm-hmm. on and um i think that's why i love this film so much mm-hmm. because it's a real easy fun watch but it also really um taps into the problems and, and the emotional journey that you go through as as a queer person i Completely. think um and and the, how society really perceives you and especially when it came out in the 90s that really was a real thing like people were and, and although it's somewhat i think it's somewhat illegal mm-hmm. now um although people are trying to say otherwise ugh, anyway um people were being sent to conversion therapy people weren't being supported by their families mm-hmm. they were told that what they were doing was That's wrong right. and they were told about that by that in schools and in the places of, of work and education and you know we understand that we just recently recently the world or health organization just declassified her, uh, homosexuality as a as a mental illness, you know. Thankfully, but mm. it's taken till 2019 yeah, for that to happen. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, so in the 90s, it was it was pretty um, pretty tough. But um, this film really was a wonderful wonderful thing, and and the, the reason it's lasted is because there's really really any films about. Um, a love story between two women. I think Booksmart's to, just come yeah, out. Yeah, I love Booksmart yeah. so much. You know, and that's to literally... young women,
1: especially. To young Because yeah. I feel like, um, given, yes, right. like, in queer cinema, I think the age demographic, especially people my age, we don't get a lot of, like visibility i guess now we do because i think the people that grew up wanting that representation are starting to make films like with book smart like it's really important but then yeah this was like i saw this and i was like oh no she's a cheerleader in high school yeah yeah like this is 17 she's 17 which is like a time where you're so vulnerable and then when you especially when you like don't have the support from the support system that you're meant to have or the fact that um yeah, like, especially being in high school in itself is like a really, like, ridiculous, terrible environment for children. Yeah, yeah. Just to find out who they are and to have, like, another external pressure and to have you sent away somewhere else where you're told constantly every day that, oh, no, no, no. We- you're wrong. You as an entity are wrong. Mm. Like, it's so insane. But the fact that this is able to communicate that in a way that's really, again, like it's really accessible, it's it's fantastic.
3: I mean, you've got to watch it. Just come and yeah. see it. Yes, yeah. it's Pride in London week. Um, Pride's on that Saturday. This is on the <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday, the 2nd
1: of
0: July yeah. at
3: 8.45. Also, uh, I'm going to announce on the podcast, because it should be confirmed by the time this goes out. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. We're going to do a lovely short as well. All right, Before. Ooh,
0: nice. Which... Yeah.
3: You don't know about this yet, John. No, I don't. I know
1: nothing about programming. It's a great
3: short. It was just, uh, it was part, I saw it recently when I was invited to be on the. LGBTQ panel of the London Independent Film Festival it's a short film called The Date about two women that go on a date in London and it's really lovely London centric cute film it's great and where they go
1: like hack me you'll see you'll
0: see it's really really lovely it's just got like a a lesbian story in it which I know like so I've worked with Ralph like how long have you been doing this Uh, three and a half years years. so So I've been upstairs working with Paul since then shout out Paul another one uh, yeah but we you know I've, I've been there I've seen you struggle to get like good lesbian stories because it's Mm. which one of the things Mm. was but but I'm a cheerleader was just impossible to get so that was on your list but just impossible so yeah, it's good to mm-hmm. see some of these films start to like creep out and. Can we get and Rafiki get next?
1: Have you seen Rafiki?
0: I, I, I've heard
3: of Rafiki. I haven't had a chance to see it's, it yet. I, it's gorgeous. It's on the list. It, it broke
1: list. my heart, and yeah. honestly, we should show that here because it's not just like queer women; it's queer women of color. Yeah, which mm. that's really key. important. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like... So please, if anyone has um, ideas or would like to see some films mm-hmm. that you think haven't been seen for Unicorn Nights, please do tweet us um, at. The PCC London or at Unicorn Nights, it's Unicorn Nights, or one word, mm-hmm. and tell us, especially if you know any filmmakers out there that are making shorts, I love screening shorts before our features. It's something mm-hmm. I've done quite a lot at Unicorn Nights. We love to not just make it just a screening. We have discussions, we have panels, we have um, talks, we have uh, interactive screening events. Uh, you know, in the spirit of the Prince Charles and what we do in our events, That's what I'm doing with Unicorn Nights as well and have done from the beginning. And so any kind of added stuff or exposure that we can give to any filmmakers, we're totally, totally up for investigating that. So if you know anyone or want to refer us or send us a short link, we'll watch it, we'll see it, we'll do it. We've done documentaries, films, all different things we've done. So we're more than happy to look at everything.
0: Yeah. And I want to add on top of that, that you just need to really, really throw a support. Yeah. Throw Unicorn Nights support, throw the cinema support when we're trying to do these things. Because a lot of things don't get shown because people don't, people turn don't come, up, up, yeah. come yeah. out to them. Yeah. So it, at the end of the day, the Prince Charles Cinema is a business and we do have to make our money back on showing these films, yeah. which um, it, that sounds horrible, but at the yeah, same it's time, true. it's true. We have mm. to like be able to know that we're going to fill out the cinema. So, if you want to see these films on the screen, come. You have to, to them. come out. Come to, them, to support them so that we can give more, you know, reason to keep going with these. And, and it's really
3: important, especially, yeah. especially like we we did. Um, I've worked with Collecticon yeah. last year, and we mm-hmm. screened. Um, I can't think straight, which, was, which was wonderful and really, really lovely to to screen that film. And we're working with a new um, organisation, especially on but I'm a cheerleader called Lesflix, yep. um, who are championing lesbian films and Mm -hmm. shorts and this is great uh working with them to really create and cultivate um, a space for them to come and see films they do film clubs they um are trying to access films that you maybe not be able to see so check out lesflix as well l-e-s-f-l-i-c-k-s um you know and really just like like john said you know i work very hard with the team here at the prince Charles, and they are massively generous because some films just haven't done very well yeah. but you know the, they do this and they have a championed unicorn nights because they believe in it's important as part of the programming here yeah the prince Charles cinema is set in the center of london there aren't spaces it's independent spaces in the center of london that are accessible. We're a safe space for many, many Definitely. people. Um, people can come in here and feel welcomed and um, able to be who they are without any judgment at all. We're not. This isn't a place where you would feel uncomfortable and we hope that by screening films and having events like Unicorn Nights that people in the, in the city can go, oh, I need to be somewhere. They can come in here. Yep. And yeah, and come and watch completely. a film, and know and feel that they've got a space so they can go for a few hours and feel safe. We have a great, amazing, amazing team of staff at the Prince Charles. I've never ever in my whole career. And I've worked in all different places in theatre. This is the most wonderful bunch of people, the most diverse and welcoming bunch of of staff. You will never feel uncomfortable coming into the Prince Charles. And that's why I'm so happy to have been doing um, events like this here. And I really hope that people that are listening to this will tell their friends about Unicorn Nights and about the Prince Charles and just say, hey, let's get behind this because we are doing things that are actually important for people to see. Mm -hmm. People think, oh, why do you need to do gay films anymore? Like, oh, you've got all these right because the world isn't like that yeah Mm -hmm. and we also need to have our stories told if you forget the stories that brought us to a point you forget the struggles we've been through um, then these can happen again
0: yeah I mean that's the thing about the film that we were talking about today which was it's Been twenty years since, but but I'm a cheerleader came out 1999, and that's one of the another main reason why it's great that we're showing it because it's a part of our team movie strand in the 1999 season as well. So it's so many good team films, amazing. And but the thing is, it's a very fun film, and it's like it gets you through some of these really dark subjects that it's covering in a way like. By use of really good comedy. And like, as Ralph said, it's not hateful at all. It's very, it's like, it's not, it's not a mean film. It doesn't use like typical 1999 tropes to, to be mean, Um, but it, uh, it's still just so relevant today Mm, that like, that this is still an issue.
3: It's
1: so
0: They're,
3: relevant, it's terrifying.
0: Yeah. It's one well, of those
3: like things. I said, they just made a film, exactly this pretty much the same yeah. story without yeah. the without the the sweetness yeah. Ms, of it. Yeah. Miseducation camera, camera post, camera post.
0: Yeah. it's basically a serious remake of the <laughs> yes, film. <laughs> exactly.
3: It's that's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, I mean, everyone should come out to see this film Please and just know do. that it's as wonderful. Ralph said, we're open. Yeah, so unfortunately we are kind of running short of time. time. But I think uh Ralph like we were saying, he's here all the time with mm-hmm. uh, Unicorn Knights, and he's also just doing hosting and stuff here. Yeah. So we'll definitely have Ralph on again. Oh, um, yeah. I should come and talk about
3: like all the interactive films that we do. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: my gosh, uh, yeah. Def- definitely.
3: If there's actually any films that you'd love to see, let um, yeah, let us know. Tweet us, uh, e- Instagram us, f- email, you know, the team at the Prince Charles Paul hi Paul <laughs>
1: That's. I think this is the it's most shout outs to Paul in yeah. any I think episode you have to say
3: hi Paul every time you mention his yeah. name yeah, yeah that's um, the game you've hey, caught on really quick yeah. talk-
0: <laughs> so where can Absolutely. people find you Ralph
3: right people can find me uh, at Ralph Bogard which is R-A-L-P-H B-O-G-A-R-D Um, no relation to Dirk or Humphrey because it's spelled differently (laughs) Um, you can find me on there that tells you all about the shows I'm doing I do a lot of theatre I do uh, cabarets Um, I direct and perform and I also produce lots of different things so do follow me on social media I'm on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and then obviously Unicorn Nights is at Unicorn Nights on both Instagram, Twitter and Facebook as well please follow me I kind of cross-pollinate both those channels so you'll see everything that i'm doing on both those channels Mm -hmm. anyway but um spread the word especially for unicorn nights because the more people that come the more we can do and then the more you know we we get to do it and you know that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right on. And how about you, Ari? Where can people find you? At? Hi.
1: You can find me at Ariane Anandita. That's A R I A N E A N I N D I T A on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Do you have anything um, going on this week?
1: Actually? Um, We're working on, we're working, re- by the time this episode comes out, we're working really hard on popcorn, yep, which is a film that we're doing. You can also find me on my website. It's arianeanandita.co. And oh. you can find all my things there. It's up and running now. For oh, real, for real. ralphbogod.com. So, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I forgot plugs. about that. Oh, it's, uh, a, bit, it's yeah. a bit out.
3: I need an update. To be
0: yeah. I don't I need, have a website.
3: We need to talk about popcorn, now. <laughs> right? We do. Yeah, because like, there's got to be a part in it for me.
2: There,
0: <laughs> there, there
1: will be. There Apparently will be. there might be a part. <laughs> there me. might be a part for me. Caroline came yeah. up with a really like funny idea for a part for John the other day, but we'll find that out once yeah. you know yeah, the excellent. film's all good.
0: Excellent, yep. yeah. and you can find cool. me at Tall for All. That's T A L L, the number four A L L. Tall for All at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I think we're going to wrap up here, but yeah. like I said, we'll have Ralph back. It's of been course. very fun. Thanks thank so much. Thank you so for much coming for coming. coming oh man. my
3: yeah. goodness, it's been an absolute joy. You know, I love you guys, and Aww, I love being here, and you. I love talking. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't forget to hit us up. At uh, the PCC podcast on Twitter and email us at the podcast at Prince if you have anything to say, if you have any films for us to talk about, if you have any more bagels for us to eat <laughs> yeah. or any
0: um, other crap yeah. for us to eat. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: I just remembered one thing, if that's all right, because yeah, um, we just to, to follow on from the mm-hmm. uh from the films accessible films the London Indian Film Festival is screening a bunch of queer films yes. um over june so yes. do check out I've posted it on the on the unicorn nights twitter and instagram so do check that out they've yes. got some great films and they you know these mainstream festivals are putting on queer films because they you know they're being made so we need to make sure that people come out and see them because then they'll put on more and that's really important so Mm -hmm. do support the uh, London Indian Film Festival which is showing some really great features and shorts of Mm -hmm. queer cinema from South Asia
0: nice yeah
1: Yeah. people of colour getting into cinema from everyone
0: here at uh, Unicorn Nights at the Pod Charles Cinecast and the Prince Charles Cinema we just want you to have a happy Happy and safe pride happy
1: pride
2: yeah bye y'all see you next week bye bye